Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you're listening, around the world, this is Sedona Talk Radio. Welcome, you're listening to Spiritual Tools with Melissa Boyd. Today is September 17th, 2015, and I'm so delighted that all of you have joined us here today. My name is Melissa Boyd. I am a psychic medium, and I'm in, based out of Kennebunk, Maine, but I do work um, on phone and Skype. So wherever you have phone and Skype, I am available to work with you. And the way that I work with folks is I listen to your vibration. I listen to your frequency. I write down things about you even before we start your session because I believe we all have a resonance and a tone. And so when I connect with you, I connect to the essence of who you are. And then when we do a reading together, I then connect with your loved ones and spirit, your angels and guides, and then bring them forward. And spiritual tools is important to me because after every session, whether it be in person or if you've done a long-distance Skype session from another country, I will always send you a gift at the end, a soul tool, something that will help you to shift forward. And remember, we all are vibrational beings. So before I bring my guest on tonight, I want to talk about some upcoming events that I have. So if you are in the New England area, I will be doing yoga and channeled messages from spirit, which I call vibrational yoga because we are vibrational beings after all. And what we do is we do a two-and-a-half-hour yoga class where we are in poses in a very deep opening state. You breathe into your chakras, and then we use solfeggio frequencies to tone your chakras, open them up to shine, and then at the end I channel for about an hour your loved ones in spirit, so you really get some deep messages as well as chakra opening. I will be at Greener Pastures and West Falmouth, Maine on October 3rd or 4th, so either day from 1 to 4.30. October 17th from 1 to 4.30, I will be at Bear Youth Studios in Arundel, Maine. And I'm bringing back the Meditate and Donate series, which is something that I started a few years ago. Um, where every couple months I pick a different charity um, to focus on, and we all come together at my office in Kennebunk, Maine. The next one will be October 7th at 6 o'clock, and it's to benefit, benefit a place to start. A place to start aims to provide guidance to family caregivers by creating a personalized course of action for care for your loved one. And this is around um, dementia, and Alzheimer's. So you are welcome to attend this free meditation. If you'd like to give a donation, you can, although it is not necessary. So um, very excited to offer that back. And if you want to learn more about my services, you can visit me at melissaboyd.net. So on to our guest tonight. 
So tonight I'm really, really excited to have Dawson Church on, who is um, this uh, really amazing um, individual who is uh, an award-winning author who has the best-selling book, The Genie in Your Genes. He holds a Ph.D., and he has, his book has ha- been hailed by reviewers as a breakthrough in our understanding of the link between emotions and genetics. He founded the National Institute for Integrative Healthcare to study and implement promising evidence-based psychological and medical techniques. His groundbreaking research has been published in prestigious scientific journals. He is the editor of Energy Psychology, Theory, Research, and Treatment, a peer-reviewed professional journal, a blogger for the Huffington Post, and a reviewer for the APA's Mental Health Mobile Phone Application Review Database. He shares how to apply the breakthroughs of energy psychology to health and athletic performance through EFT Universe, one of the largest alternative medicine sites on the web. He can also be found at DawsonGift.com. So, Dawson, I want to thank you so much for being on the show tonight to talk about EFT to our listeners. Melissa, it's a real pleasure to be here. And when I heard about your work and doing our brief chat before the show, I got a feel for your wonderful energy, and it's just great. So it's a real pleasure to be here. Thank you. Um, So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got, how you found yourself in um, EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique. I had a rather circuitous journey here, Melissa, and when I was 15 years old, I went to go live on a spiritual community and lived there for quite a number of years and learned meditation, learned energy healing techniques, and then eventually found myself in the world of, of writing and publishing. So I was working with authors, I was working for some of the large publishing houses in in New York, eventually discovered a talent for management and began to manage publishing companies, and then saw myself at that time very much as a person who would facilitate the work of others. So my goal and my gift at that point was to help other people find a voice. And when I discovered energy psychology, and especially EFT or emotional freedom techniques, I was absolutely astonished because... While I learned other techniques before, and I, like, I, I was a real fan of Gestalt therapy. I really thought Gestalt therapy, and I still think, is a very effective tool. And what I would see with EFT was the similar results to Gestalt therapy, but at much, much quicker pace. So problems I personally had for, for decades, I found just shifting dramatically with EFT and problems. I know I often have uh, therapists, psychiatrists, social workers, life coaches in my workshops, and they're often dealing with problems that have really been elusive to them for, for decades. So I, I remember one, one woman was a chief of psychiatry at a big hospital. She ran the psychiatry department, and she said, you know, I, I'm, I'm here in this workshop just to assist a friend, help a friend of mine, give her moral support, but she wound up having a huge breakthrough on an issue that all her years of psychiatry training, all her years of psychotherapy had never allowed her to, uh, to address. And it was a really miserable situation. It was a, a time in her young life, when I think she was four or five, when her, um, she was living with her, her mom and her stepdad, and her dad burst into the house, uh, beat up the stepdad. There was blood all over the place dragged her and her brother off and kind of kidnapped them and they were with him for a long time 
And so um, she had all these troubling memories her whole life and finally was able to break through. So when I discovered the power of this work, I moved from being an advocate to being a real uh, passionate um, Real, real passionate advocate for implementing these, these, these therapies in primary care. So I wasn't just content then with publishing books about it or helping other people publish books. I then wrote the Gene in Your Genes because no one else was talking about the link between genetics and emotion. And I also eventually wrote the, the new edition of the EFT manual. And so as I made all those links between genes and emotion, I was struck by just how many of our genes change when we're calm, when we're at peace, when we're feeling good. Not just two genes or five genes. In some studies, learning to relax, learning to regulate your own emotions changes over a thousand genes. It just turns down, regulates or turns down, dims down your inflammation genes, and it upregulates your genes for positive influences like your immune system. So it's affecting sometimes huge numbers of genes just by the way we think we feel, and the kind of inner consciousness states we have. So uh, I become just thrilled at these hard science proofs for those energy therapies that seem so far out. When they learned them when I was 15 years old in the 1960s, now um, we have all this amazing research in hormones like cortisol, DHEA, adrenaline, neurotransmitters like serotonin, dopamine, and now genes that code for those, those body biochemicals showing that when you meditate, when you find inner peace, when you do EFT, when you find a tool that really calms you, it's having a cascade of inner effects in your body that's having a dramatic impact on your health and longevity. So that's been my, uh, my very excited course from being a, a bystander and a facilitator of publishing about these ideas to becoming a passionate advocate for them, writing books, lecturing at medical conferences. I've testified before congressional committees twice. I've really uh, made it my, my, my mission to get these to the largest possible audience, especially to conventional primary medical care. And I, I just, I'm, I'm so thrilled you're on. I mean, for so many reasons. Um, and you know, I've been, you know, watching your videos. And I mean, I, I, I love that you, you have all this knowledge, but you bring it forward in such a passionate way. So I just want to thank you for that. I think it's really, really amazing. Um, and I just will share briefly. I, I, I we, right before, right before the. When we were getting on the air, um, Dawson is going to later in the show. Um, we're all going to have a demonstration of EFT, so that's really exciting. Um, I do want to say to the audience that um, to people listening, I have been doing EFT for about 15 years, and um, personally for me, um, some of the traumas that I've had in my life, I, I actually um, at one point I was 320 pounds. And I was told I was going to die if I didn't lose weight. <laughs> and so I actually, um, through um, diet and exercise and just awareness, um, was able to, to lose over 150 pounds. And, but what happened to me is I ended up um, having body dysmorphia because I, here I was you know, half the size of who I was, but I was walking around thinking I was. I actually used EFT to reprogram my body to know that it was safe for me to be me, do you know? Yes, so it was and really that's, that's incredible. 
that, that's, that's a common story. One of the most common search terms is EFT for weight loss. I, I'm, I'm sorry you went through those challenges. I mean, I know that those, there's a lot of linkage between childhood trauma, PTSD, and obesity. Uh, if you look at the research, the, 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 the lines are really bright that um, obesity and PTSD and depression are inextricably linked. So depressed people tend to be obese. Obese people tend to be depressed. And then when you, so it's emotional. So much of obesity and, and being overweight, it has, it has nothing, it's just not about the food. And people do all these things you know, to do with diet or, or, or nutrition or exercise. Right. But it's, it's just not about the food. It's about the emotions. We don't eat, we, we eat because we're bored, we eat because we're lonely, we eat because we're upset. We eat for huge numbers of, of reasons that have nothing, 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 nothing to do with, with being hungry. So uh, I, I love that story. I'm so glad you took care of yourself that way. And I'm sure you, you know, if, if you look too at the research, Melissa, you radically changed your entire health outlook by um, losing that weight and learning emotional self-regulation. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I know our listeners are saying, like, okay, so you're talking about EFT. What the heck is it? <laughs> so could you explain to folks what EFT is? EFT is disarmingly simple. It is a super easy technique. It takes a few moments to try EFT for yourself the first time. And it includes little bits of recognized commonly used therapies like exposure therapy, cognitive therapy, which most people have heard about, but it also uses acupressure. It uses pressure on acupuncture points. And we're all familiar with acupuncture and people inserting needles into, into, into the body, but acupressure is also widely used. So acupressure has been known as well as acupuncture for millennia. And what you do with EFT is you think about events, problems that upset you, distress you. Now, normally when you think about those, you're sending a signal to the emotional brain, the emotional parts of your brain, and those signals drive your body into fight or flight. So when you describe passionately the fight you had in the office or the fight with your spouse or the car accident, your blood pressure rises, your pulse starts to beat faster, all of these physiological changes happen in your body. But when you describe that event to somebody, all of the same things are happening in your body that happened during the actual bad event. So we, with EFT, we think about the event and we tell that story, which is driving you into fight or flight. And what's also happening when you tap is that you're providing a calming stimulus to your emotional brain. So your emotional brain is getting one stimulus to get all upset, re-experience the event, go into fight or flight, and the second calming signal from acupressure saying, hey, chill out, everything's okay. And that's, that signal is not a, a cognitive signal. But I'm, not, I'm not telling you to, it's like if you're upset, if someone says to you, don't be upset. Mm, <laughs> right. It's no good whatsoever. But if you just tap or you know, like with, with a young, young baby, we would stroke the baby. If your dog's upset, you stroke the dog. So all these kinds of touch signals are very powerful and they're interpreted by the body to mean you're safe. So when we take a bad memory, think about it, talk about it, and tap, we break the association in the emotional brain between the memory and going into fight or flight. And once that association is broken one time, it usually stays broken. So EFT is a really powerful, effective tool for work, working with any and all kinds of trauma. It's phenomenal because I think so many people don't realize that, you know, we are what we think about. We are what we say. 
you know, these patterns of emotional energy is really part of our auric structure. You know, it's part of that the energy that we that we are around. So, um, you know, I guess the question I would ask, I know the answer is yes, but I'll ask, you know, can we heal our body by releasing old emotions and how do how do people do that? It's essential to release old emotions. There was a massive study done by the Kaiser Permanente Hospital chain starting in the early 1990s called the Adverse Childhood Experiences Study, or ACE, and they found that people who had unresolved childhood trauma had higher levels of cancer, heart disease, hepatitis, depression, bone fractures, smoking, suicide attempts, you name it, they had more of it. Um, and the more adverse experiences they had, the more symptoms they had. So unresolved emotional trauma affects your whole life. It affects your medical history. There's a recent study that was done, published recently, showing that stressed women die on average between 9 and 14 years earlier than unstressed women. So stress exerts a huge physiological toll on your body. So it's absolutely necessary to to take to find those old emotional memories and use EFT on them. So uh, what we have people do is we have them literally remember the bad things that happened one by one, do EFT on each one, and gradually they start to shift. And what happens is their health starts to, to change. I know we have Veterans. We've now offered through our nonprofit, the National Institute for Integrative Healthcare, we've now offered EFT to over 10,000 veterans and family members and their spouses for free. And um, what we find, this typical story is a veteran will say, they'll, they'll come to their first EFT appointment, and I just can't tell you how many have said on the second appointment, they say, after that first appointment, I got my first full night's sleep since Vietnam. I didn't need my medication to digest my food. I didn't need my Viagra. I didn't need my blah, blah, blah. And they're finding that all of these parts of their bodies, their reproductive cycle, their, 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 their digestive processes, their insomnia, all of these things start to shift in a positive direction when stress is relieved. Because once the body learns to take that emotional memory and no longer use it as a trigger to go to fight or flight, all of those biological resources are redeployed to health and healing. And I like to use, the, in, in the Genie in Your Genes, I use the illustration of two, two really master key hormones in your body. And of course, you have lots and lots of hormones, but two of the ones that I look at as kind of a shorthand are cortisol, your main stress hormone, and DHEA, your main cell regeneration hormone. And the two of those hormones in your body function on a teeter-totter when when cortisol goes up, DHEA goes down. When DHEA goes up, cortisol goes down because they're both made from the same two precursors, which are pregnenolone and progesterone. I'm going to give you a science lesson over here, but think of the teeter-totter with your stress hormones going up and your cell regeneration hormones going down. So when you, when you learn to do EFT, when you do EFT, we've shown in a large-scale clinical trial your, your levels of, of cortisol plummet. They just drop a lot. So big, big drops in cortisol for people who have high cortisol. And what that does is it liberates those two precursors, pregnenolone and progesterone, so your body can make more and more DHEA. As you're reducing your psychological stress, you're reducing your physiological stress, you're dropping your concentration of stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline. And what then happens is all your 
cell regeneration hormones, so the ones that support your immunity, the ones that suppress inflammation, all of those, those hormones go way, way, way up. So you feel a lot better generally. That's why, again, I, I mentioned digestion, reproduction, all of these things come rapidly into homeostasis, into balance when you learn to do EFT. It's just an amazing tool. Now, it's not perfect. I mean, don't, don't paint it as a panacea. It has its limitations. There are some uh, physiological problems that are hard-coded that aren't really that influenced by stress. But most kinds of problems have some component that is stress-related, and that's what EFT does beautifully, is it removes all of that emotional and psychological stress. It's amazing. It really is. And I think it's amazing that your work is that you're, you know, you're really working with, you know, hospitals and you're working with um, counselors and life coaches and psychotherapists on teaching them this because this, I really believe, is the wave of the future, really curing ourselves by ourselves, you know, with, with our own tools, with that own uh, unblocking that energy. Um, I want to keep talking, but I also am thinking like, do you think this is a good time for you to do a demonstration for folks or to walk them through? Sure. Let's just try a really simple one. And I'd like to invite everyone listening to try this for themselves. It'll take just a few minutes, and you'll measure your results. One of the things we do in EFT is we measure how well we're doing. We don't want to do any kind of therapy or intervention that isn't effective. So with EFT, we often, many times during a session, will ask somebody how they are. And we don't just don't say, how are you? We'll say, give me your improvement on a numerical scale. So the one we use in EFT was developed in the 1940s by a psychiatrist called Joseph Walty. It's a very simple scale. Zero means no emotional charge. Ten means maximum emotional charge. So if you think about an event and you are really upset, you'll be a 10. Think about the event and you have no upset, you're a zero. So what we can do right now, Melissa, is have each person think about something that upset them in the last couple of weeks. Just think about some conflict you had, some event that happened, some uh, something you couldn't change in your life, some source of frustration. Tune into that thing and give it a number from 0 to 10, with 10 being I'm super upset, 0 being I'm not upset at all. So go in and think of something. And Melissa, I'd love to have you think of something as well. Don't tell me what it is, but just, just think, really focus on a, an actual event that happened sometime in the last couple of weeks. Okay. Got one? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I want you to give me a one-word name that encapsulates your memory of the event. So if it was a movie, what would the movie title be? Um, frustration. <laughs> frustration, okay. Okay, and um, when you think of that event with the movie title of Frustration, what number are you? Uh, eight. Eight. I would say frust okay. frustration pattern. Mm -hmm. Frustration pattern. Now, I want to make sure you've got an event rather than a, um, a whole sequence of events. So was it something that had a start, middle, and end that was sort of short? Yes. Okay. Then give it a more specific name than frustration. Okay. Um, not listening. Not listening. Okay. That sounds a lot more specific and more event-based than frustration. 
So not listening. Okay. And just one other question. Was it he or she who wasn't listening? Um, she. She. So I'm just going to use she is not listening to really focus your mind. Now, what's going to happen when you think of that, that movie, she's not listening? And are you still an eight or are you higher or lower or... Sorry, say again? When you tune into that movie, She's Not Listening, oh, are you still yeah. at eight? Still eight. Okay, uh, good. Yeah. I'll double check there. Okay, so now we'll use She's Not Listening for you, but we'll also have everyone else listening think about any events that happen to them, give it a number, give it a title, and you'll tap on your events. So even while Melissa's tapping on She's Not Listening, you'll tap on whatever bothers you. Tune into it. Vividly imagine it. Think about the sights, the sounds, the smells, every sensory channel of that event. Okay, so we'll start by just taking a breath. I'd like you to take your fingertips of either hand and tap on the outside edge, the fleshy part of the other hand, in EFT, we call this the karate chop point for obvious reasons. If you were delivering a karate chop, that's where you'd tap. Just tap there and say out loud, this event happened. This say it out loud, Melissa. Good. This event happened. She's not listening. She's not listening. And I accept myself. And I accept myself. Even though she's not listening. Even though she's not listening. Okay, now the next active pressure point we'll stimulate by tapping is right on the bridge of your nose between your eyebrows. So take two fingers, just tap the bridge of your nose right between your eyebrows. Take another breath. Say out loud. She's not listening. She's not listening. Give it as much emotion as you can. She's not listening. Can you give it more emotion? She's not listening. And I accept myself. And I accept myself. Let's strengthen it a little bit and say she's never listening. She's never listening. <laughs> never has, never will. <laughs> and I accept myself. And I accept myself. Side of your eye. So just tap on the side of your eye, on that bony eye socket. Tap there and say, she's not listening. She's not listening. She's never listening. She's never listening. Tap on the bone under the pupil of your eye. She's not listening. She's not listening. Tap under your nose. She's not listening to me. She's not listening to me. Tap on the middle of your chin and your lip. She should be listening to me. She should be listening to me. And she's never listening to me. And she's never listening to me. Tap on, use four fingers, tap on your both collarbones when they meet your breastbone. Just, just tap on the top of your breastbone. That'll 
hit those points with four fingers. Never listening. Never listening. Tap onto your arm about four inches below the armpit. Another acupuncture meridian there. She's never listening. She's never listening. Back to your karate chop point, and I fully and completely love and accept myself anyway. And I completely and fully love and accept myself anyway. Okay, take a breath now and think back to your little movie about her not listening. And give me a new number. Where are you, 0 to 10 right now? Um, five, and do you want to know why? Why? Um, because I could feel an emotional release as I was doing it. There was a How frustration, an anger, a sadness. Okay. And how did you feel that release? Um, I felt it in my, um, in my shoulders, a little bit of tears, um, the, the back of my head, and um, in, in my throat. Yes, and that's because it's affecting your body. And it sounds like you're very in touch with your body and in tune with your body, and so you can sense when an emotion is affecting you physiologically. Uh, some people can do that, other people can't, but it, it works either way. So let's just tap one more time, just for fun, <laughs> and uh, tap on your karate chop point and say, I'm still a five around her not listening. I'm still a five around her not listening. She should have listened. She should have listened. And she didn't listen to me. And she didn't listen to me. I'm still a five. I'm still a five. And I could never be a zero. And I could never be a zero. Because to be a zero... Because to be a zero... She would have to listen to me. She'd have to listen to me. And she never does. And she never does. So there's no way I can be a zero. So there's no way I can be a zero. Tap on your eyebrow point between your eyebrows, bridge of your nose, tap there with two fingers, and say, I can never be a zero. I can never be a zero. She's not listening to me. She's not listening to me. Side of your eye. I can never be a zero. I can never be a zero. Unless she listens. Unless she listens. Tap onto your eye. And until she, she listens. And until she listens. On your nose. I can never be at peace. I can never be at peace. Chin, I can never be a zero. I can never be a zero. Top of your breastbone. Unless she listens. Unless she listens. And I fully and completely accept myself. And I fully and completely accept myself. Under your arm, whether she's a zero, whether I'm a zero. Whether I'm a zero. Karate chop point. And whether or not she listens. And whether or not she listens. Okay, take another deep breath. Okay. Vividly remember that image of her not listening to you 
and tune back into your body and see what number you are now. A one. <laughs> because I'm wow, so far away from it, and there's an acceptance. That's a big drop. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for showing us that um, that process. So people could use that at home. They could use the same process with their issues. Totally. You can use that on all kinds of issues. Like we did one study, for example, on cravings. Cravings for things like chocolate, sweets, candy, alcohol, tobacco, and so on. We found that people's cravings dropped by an average of 83%. Because, again, <clears throat> their cravings are stress-based, they're emotional-based, they're anxiety-based, and they just go away when you tap. We also have put together a whole class, a whole course for people who are in relationships or who want to be in relationships and find obstacles, find their own behaviors that are obstacles to them or their partner's behaviors drive, drive them nuts. We've uh, put together a 12-week online course to retrain them to tap and so, again, rather than reenacting all of those, those old patterns, they learn to tap, learn a bunch of other skills, and suddenly their relationships change. So you can apply this to the sports performance, to public speaking anxiety, to work anxiety, to money worries. All kinds of different issues in your life get better when you relieve, relieve your stress and you learn, learn to do this kind of work. And you were mentioning earlier, um, before we were getting on the air, about... Um, using it for, um, you know, disaster relief areas and using it um, for people who've experienced, you know, um, you know, a lot of loss in that way. So can you talk a little bit about that, that type of work that you're doing as well? Yeah, we began doing that work for a number of reasons. One is that people are suffering, and so you go to places where there are disasters and there are a lot of people suffering there, and we wanted to, wanted to help. Also, we were struck by the stories of Vietnam veterans that were using EFT and recovering from PTSD very, very quickly. So we put together a whole project called the Veterans Stress Project, and I'll give you some links where you can find all these things later on. And um, we found, we did some randomized controlled trials. We found that veterans' degree of PTSD symptoms dropped dramatically after using EFT. We also helped uh, encourage the formation of volunteer teams to go to hard-hit areas. So, for example, we had a team that went to Haiti after the 2010 earthquake there and worked with earthquake victims and uh, had huge breakthroughs. And we did research on their results and found big, big drops in PTSD among the people they worked with. So EFT has been used extensively now in Rwanda with Holocaust survivors there, with war veterans in the U.S. and Canada, with people like one study being published in a couple of months is uh, women who are victims of domestic violence in the Congo. So all kinds of traumatized populations. <clears throat> We've used EFT with them and found big drops in PTSD. So it works in even those extreme cases of trauma and stress. But again, it needs to work for people universally and globally because, we, we found, for example, a big study found published two years ago found that even low-level anxiety degrades your health. So it's not just something to use when you've had a major life tragedy or disaster. It's something to use when you're a little bit annoyed, when you're off your game, when you aren't thinking positively. It's, it's well worth learning EFT. That study of low-level anxiety found that, um, that even people with 
elevated anxiety, not really strong anxiety, weak anxiety, but some anxiety, their chances of death in a five-year period increased quite dramatically. So even wow. small amounts of depression, anxiety, and other kinds of dysregulated states can affect our health. So it's, it's well worth learning EFT, whether you're using it on a big life tragedy or on just your small annoyances. And um, so it's amazing. And I know you have this website called the EFT Universe, which is amazing. It has a wealth of information um, and resources that people can um, can read about and get involved with. But I also know that um, you have some events coming up. And then also um, what would you tell people who are listening that want to get more involved in becoming, say, trained in EFT? Um, what are some um, suggestions that you give to those folks? EFT training is uh, structured, and it's called clinical EFT training because it's based on all the clinical trials of EFT, so we're training you in this, this ver- version of EFT that's been proven in research. And so there are workshops, there are trainings, you can get certified in clinical EFT, and we train thousands of people every year. And uh, if you go to my website, DawsonGift.com, my first name, D-A-W-S-O-N, DawsonGift.com, then you'll get a, a free copy of the EFT mini-manual with instructions for EFT. You'll also get access to the uh, weight loss program, the relationship program, and our training calendar so you can see where we are. We do about, uh, we do about 100 trainings a year all over the U.S. and, and in Europe. Wow. Uh, I'll, be in France. I'll be in France in November. I'll be in, at Esalen in December. I'll be at the New York Open Center in, I think, in uh, early November just before France. I'm doing a really cool uh, conference in, in, in France. I'm uh, going to be doing a keynote speech at a conference on epigenetics because, of course, my work is all about gene change, and we now have some mm-hmm. really incredible research showing that EFT literally is changing your genes. And so I'm presenting that at this, this major conference in France in, wow. uh, in November, Fantastic. as well as, as just training people in other advanced meditation techniques and things beyond EFT. So uh, there's a lot going on. And through that one portal of DawsonGift.com, you'll get access to the relationship program, the weight loss program, the free mini manual, and all those other links. That is that's so amazing. I just this is so exciting. Um, do you want to tell us anything else about your book and some of the research that you've been working on? Well, I think that um, research that shows us that psychological symptoms of change is fascinating. That, you know, and there, there are over 100 papers now on EFT published in peer-reviewed journals, so they've shown that, that anxiety changes, depression changes. But what we're doing more and more of is physiological research and showing that it changes genes, changes hormones, changes neurotransmitters, changes brain waves. And that is so interesting to know that at the level of the cell, at the level of the molecule, the level of the genes, that EFT is having an effect. So that, I think, is the really interesting new research. There have also been four studies published in the last year that attempt to address the question of whether EFT is getting its effects just because of the pieces it borrows from conventional psychotherapy or whether the acupressure tapping is having an effect. And all four studies have shown that basically comparing EFT with tapping and EFT without tapping, and they've all found that the tapping uh, dramatically 
makes a difference in, in psychological symptoms. So that's just some of the research being done. More and more, too, it's being done by institutions. So it's being done in universities, it's being done in mainstream settings, and that's um, a big shift. In the last 10 years, we've done it all with private donations. We've done it, done it all through a small nonprofit. But now more and more, it's sort of getting into that, that mainstream mode where it's accepted and being researched by uh, bigger institutions. So I think that, that, that more and more, we're seeing that EFT and these other therapies like EMDR, like energy medicine, that used to be regarded as being really peripheral alternative therapies, now that we're getting research on them, we're seeing that they have fantastic results for us, both physiologically and psychologically. And so the research is showing what intuitively we've known. Like you're describing how your shoulders were less tense and you've taken deeper breaths mm. and, and you're describing all these body-based things. What's happening, though, Melissa, inside your body is a whole bunch of physiological changes. And so research can measure those. And so there's the subjective experience, which is so, so important that people try it and feel these changes in themselves. And they're the, they're the object of measures, cortisol going down. DHEA going up, testosterone going up, all kinds of good hormones rising even as the stress hormones go down. So that's, uh, that's one of the new frontiers of EFT research. And, you know, when I, when I think about your work from a, from a global perspective, I think, you know, how amazing it is because as people start to release their pain and really become who they truly are, then they bring that into their families and their communities and their decisions and how they live in the world. And that's really how we get to change, you know, this human evolution in a sense, yes? Absolutely. Um, personal transformation leads to global transformation. And uh, people who are peaceful, people who are centered, people who create good community, they don't go out and make war. They don't go out and bother their neighbors. They don't go right. out and... and yeah. So uh, you becoming a more peaceful person will lead to you becoming uh, part of a more peaceful community. And one of the, the really wonderful studies I, I quote sometimes is the Framingham Heart Study. They, this has been going on since the 1970s, a very long time. They found <clears throat> that people who were negative, people who were depressed, people who were angry, didn't just affect the people around them. They affected the people around those people around them. So two layers oh. out. All those bad feelings were being spread, spread, spread through the world. But people who were happy, people who were optimistic, people who were joyful, people who were centered, were affecting people an additional layer out. So um, <clears throat> when, you were, when you were happy, you were having an effect on your genes, on your body, but you were also having an effect on those around you and around them and around them. So, yeah, that's the way global transformation spreads, is we oh, take care of fantastic. ourselves, we love ourselves, we release our own stress, and then we help create a much less stressed world as a result. Well, I can't thank you enough for being on the show tonight. It's wonderful. And um, so, but, but before you go, I just want to ask, um, you know, what is your spiritual tool at this time? I meditate in the morning when I wake up, and I'm a strong believer in meditation. And I'll tell you one funny thing, and that, that's that meditation is hard to learn. I often ask people in workshops, they say, how many of you have taken a meditation class or read a meditation book? And everyone raises their hand. But I say, how many of you have a daily meditation practice? And like 5% will raise their hand. Almost nobody can do it because mm -hmm. meditation takes a long time to learn. It's pretty hard to develop a practice. And so a few years ago, I was talking to 
my friend Joe Dispenza and Bruce Lipton and a bunch of other friends about about all of these techniques like EFT and all the others like it. And I said to myself, imagine if we could teach a meditation tool. Imagine if we, we could just take somebody who didn't know how to meditate and have them mimic the breathing, the posture, and the heart rate of a meditation master. So I've been having fun with this for the last four or five years. I take these groups of people who've all failed to learn to meditate, and I simply have them do these really basic physiological poses. And they Mm. mimic exactly what a meditation master is doing when he or she is in a deep state of meditation. And in 90 seconds, Melissa, they're all in deep. So we just bypass all the training. We bypass all the spiritual mumbo-jumbo. We just go straight into that physiological state, and everyone gets there. So that's called, it's called, of course, eco-meditation, and there are also links on DawsonGift.com where you can try it for yourself. So I, I do that myself every morning. I, I, I relax, I meditate, and also I ask for guidance. You know, I, I, I have a limited human mind. I have all the usual bag of human challenges, and if I'm living from that limited sense of self, then I will be reproducing those circumstances around me. But if I tune into the unlimited version of me, if I tune into the universe's highest vision of who Dawson Church is, I can tell you it, is, it has no resemblance to my own highest vision of myself or the world. <laughs> it's infinitely more elevated. And so I tune in there every morning, and then I start my day and I live my day with, from that perspective. And I can tell you that completely changes everything when you're centering yourself in the universe's highest vision of you and you're living from that place every single day. So I I think it's tremendously important to meditate every day. And then when you need that little nudge back into being centered, tap, use EFT. So things happen during the day that don't don't work work out well. You have a problem, you have an argument, you have a bad email, you have uh, a upsetting phone call, that's when you tap. So the combination of meditation and tapping is unbeatable. It's just fantastic. And again, I was showing it is affecting you down to the level of your genes. So I'm a real believer in both those practices. And I can tell you, if you do those two things, they will change your life. The trajectory of where you're going will be completely altered by getting serious about a meditation practice and about tapping. Learn those things. And a year from now, you will be astonished at where you've gone. If you're tuning into the universe and it's, it's, it's vision for you, it's version of you in meditation, you're living that in your day, you're tapping away your frustrations, you're shifting all of those conditioned responses from your childhood, I can tell you you'll be nothing like you are today a year mm-hmm. from now. Everything shifts, everything changes, and you, you find your relationships change, your money changes, your attitude toward life changes, your health changes, everything starts to magically fall into place when you get serious about your practices. So that's what I want to challenge everyone to do. Go to DawsonGift.com, download the mini-manual, read about eco-meditation, just do it. Dump all the excuses for not doing it, do those things, give yourself that (laughs) gift, and you will find that everything in your life will start to change. Thank you so much. It's been such an honor to have you on the show, and I send you so much love and light. It is received and warmly reciprocated. <laughs> Thank you so much. Have a, have a beautiful evening. And you. All the best. Thank you. Well, that was incredible. Um, we went a little bit over with Dawson because why, how could we not? Amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, so 
I do have some questions. Um, we have a few minutes left here tonight. So I do have some questions on Facebook. And I'm going to Facebook right now, and um, I'm going to connect with Courtney F. Um, Courtney um, says, um, Hi, Melissa. I'm wondering if I should put energy into my writing coaching website or just continuing on the fiction writing path. Well, Courtney, I really am hearing it's not an either-or. I feel like that you're going to um, to be doing both. Um, I, I feel like um, right now, though, there's something about um, this fiction writing, and I don't. I want to say I don't just see books. I also see stories for you. So I don't know if you put together um, some short um, some short stories or short things that you're putting together because that's what I'm seeing. And I'm also seeing that um, that the it's kind of like you know the chicken before the egg type of thing, where I see that you you do a little bit um, of both. So I see the the fiction writing path, working on that first, and then it leads to a writing coaching website because I do believe that you use your material to educate other people. So that feels um, that feels really good, and. Um, let me just let me just listen for a moment here, Courtney. Let me just see if there's anything else I see. Okay. Oh yes. Um, really like uh, your guides. Really like the words that you use, the way that you um, you use wisdom or wisdom traditions. Now I don't know if that's something um, particular to you. If you if you feel drawn to. Um, the wisdom traditions, or or your fiction writing actually um, enhances wisdom in some way. But I am feeling that that's going to be um, it's going to be good for you. So so continue with that. I also am feeling um, a little bit of. Um, uh, something with nature, something with children. I do feel like it's a book. Uh, that does that does feel like a book. The nature and children piece feels like a book. So I feel like that's coming too. Work on this um, short short story piece that you're working on. That then um, sets you up to say this is how you do it, and you you move into that piece. So I again I don't feel like it's the either or. I feel like it's a both. So that's I think why you're probably feeling that energy. Um, Connie. How do I explain a number that appeared on my window? Number four, I didn't see it there all day, but I, but it looked dirty. Then getting out dinner to the, I did get out to the full number four, four on the window. Okay, let me just read that in. You have a very strong. Um, First, I want to say I, I do feel like there's been a lot of changes around you lately um, in your life, and and you're living your life in a different way, or you're just being more aware of your life in a different way. So, first of all, I want to acknowledge that, and the reason that that's important is because I do feel like um, you do get symbols. That's what I'm hearing that you get symbols from people um, who've crossed over, and I do feel like this four is from um, mom's side of the family. Uh, I do feel like there's some strong connections on mom's side of the family, and I feel like that four is them just letting you know this is a time of new beginnings for you. So they would um, they would send you that, and they do want you to know that. I'm um, 
trying to get to another question here. Angela, uh, is this new job going to work out, and am I going to get my wedding off the ground for September 2016? Okay, Angela, let's tune into that. Whew, lots of change for you, wedding and new job. Wow, okay, that's exciting. Uh, I hear don't be discouraged with the blocks. Do not be discouraged with the blocks. And in fact, um, be patient with yourself right now. Um, will the wedding happen in 2016, September? Um, I'm feeling... I'm feeling yes. I'm feeling like, you know, don't let don't let the the daunting of it, you know, pull you forward. Um with the job, I feel like that there's there's a there's a lot of people, there's a lot of unknowns around this job. Um and because of that, I feel like as you go into it, it, it could feel overwhelming or um you're not quite sure it's going to be a fit. And what I'm hearing your guide say is really make sure that you make this job yours. So go in with the intention of what you want to, um, to bring to the job and what you want to get out of the job. And I feel like if you have that attitude and don't get caught up in any of the politics that are going on, it will be, it will be very good for you. Um, and, you know, I'm hearing for you intention is key. So just really set those intentions and don't get caught up in that time trap. I think so many of us get caught up in that time trap where we say, oh, my goodness, I don't have enough time. And so um, to really just focus in and hone in on feeling and even doing a visualization about the wedding and how you see it going. Will the job work out? I feel like it will. But I do feel like um, there could be a little bit of a patience on your part in learning and then also getting to know other people. So, so that, that feels important. I did say I was going to do some giveaways tonight. Um, and so I, I don't have time to do a full reading, although I did get um, folks here. So I do have someone on the air. I'm going to um, unmute you just to let you know that um, – because um, uh, I had a few people on and people dropped off as they knew that we were counting down. Um, but as I unmute you, I'm going to ask you to say your first name, and I'm going to send you a 30-minute um, gift certificate. So, Welcome to Spiritual Tools. You're on the air with Melissa. Um, I, uh, your first name, please? Connie? Uh, your first name? Oh, Connie, hi. Um, I couldn't get to your question, so I'm going to send you a 30-minute um, gift certificate. Okay. For 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 a free um, reading. Um, okay. But um, I, um, if you could email me, um, I will um, send you your your gift card. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you for and calling I- in tonight. Oh, thank go ahead. you. Okay. Do I email you at Melissa Boy Melissa Boyd at Mel- Melissa at Yes. Okay. Th- thank you so much for listening tonight. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. Okay, so um 
I will be doing giveaways next week as well, and next week we'll have some more time, about half the time, to do um, on-air readings. But with the remaining minutes we have left, I'd just like you to, um, to close your eyes for a moment. Close your eyes and just take a nice deep breath in. Just know that you are a vibrational being. You are a vibrational being of light. You are here on this planet to feel the full expression and joy. Breathe into your heart and see how you can be of service to others in your life. Breathe in something that brings you joy. Breathe in an image. Breathe in a place that brings you joy. And know that you are one. You are one with the trees. You are one. You are one with the earth. You are one. And as you breathe into your oneness, you are connected to all there is. Thank you for joining us tonight. I want to thank Dawson Church again. And thank you all for being vibrational beings of light. May you be one and may you be well. And until next week, take great care. Good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.